opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everybody. This is Independent Living Skills. I'm Jewel, and Travis is going to give us the commands for muting, unmuting, and raised hands, please. To mute and unmute. Oh, okay. If you're on a PC... If you want to raise your hand, it is Alt-Y, and Alt-Y will also lower your hand. If you, are, if you want to, when, when it is time for you to talk, to unmute and mute, it is a toggle. That is Alt-A will unmute you, and it will also mute you. If you are on a command, or if you're on a Mac, it is uh, Option-Y to raise your hand, and Command-Shift-A to mute and unmute. If you're on a smartphone, so an iPhone or other, then the uh, to raise your hand, it is in the bottom right-hand corner. Tap, Double tap on the more button, swipe over to raise hand, and your hand will be raised. And the same is also true if you decide to lower your hand. And to mute and unmute on a smartphone, that is the button, button in the bottom left-hand corner of the phone. So, and if you are on a touch tone, uh, to raise and lower your hand, it is star nine, and star six will mute and unmute you. And that is your instructions. Awesome, thank you, Travis. So today is part two of the dining room and we will talk, be talking about personal eating techniques and drinking techniques. Um, so last week we talked about serving and preparing the table. This week we'll talk about once you're at the table, how do you find what you're eating and figure out what you're eating and all that good stuff. So when you are eating, I recommend, and some, lots of people do it different ways. I like to use my fork and other utensils as miniature canes. What do I mean by that? I mean, I use it to look at my food like I would look at a sidewalk or a, um, a strip of grass or something to tell what the texture is, to tell like what the size is. So if you take your fork, and you touch a piece of meat, you know that's very different feel, different pressure levels under your fork than say mashed potatoes or mixed veggies. So just by touching it with your utensil, you can sometimes tell exactly what it is. If you know there's meat and um, corn and uh, pasta on the, on the plate, you can tell which one's which just by touching it with your fork, kind of moving around a little bit. Um, you know, that works for a lot of people. Um, also, if you ask whoever is serving, if you serve yourself, obviously no, but if you're somebody served you, you can ask them where on the cloth or uh, which direction is the meat, the vegetables, and all that. Um, so by that, I mean meats at six o'clock or meats at the bottom. Some people don't do well with the cloth. I don't do well with the cloth. Um, you know, so meats at six o'clock or meats at the bottom. Vegetables are at 12 o'clock or vegetables are at the top. Something like that. Um, and if you do the, the table the same way that I mentioned last week with dishes in the proper placement, then you will know where the dishes are um, to find everything else. So before going to a fancier meal, 
you might want to practice getting to know the different textures of food. So you might put a piece of meat, some mashed potatoes, and some vegetables on your plate. And practice just touching them with your fork and going, okay, I know what that is. And then since you're at home, you can just touch it with your fingers to confirm. You know, nobody's going to look at you weird if you're licking your fingers at home and you're the only one at the table. You um, you can also, you could put a piece of pie on there and see the difference between the pie and the meat um, and get used to some of the textures. Um, for scooping food up, you can use a knife or a piece of fork as a stopgap. So most people hold the knife in their right, uh, left hand and their fork in their right hand. I do the opposite because I'm left-handed dominant, but most people put their knife in the left hand and then you can hold your knife so that the flat edge is perpendicular to the um, plate. When you push the food with your fork against the knife, it stops the food and then you can just push it right onto your fork with the knife. Um, you can do the same with a piece of bread. And the beauty of the piece of bread is you can also sop up your gravy with that. If you have gravy or sauce, and then you can eat the piece of gravy, piece of bread that's chopped up sauce or gravy, and it tastes delicious. Another technique for um, scooping up food uh, off a plate is getting a um, what's called a inner lip plate. Um, somebody mentioned that last week. They are plates that have a deeper lip, and so that it food can be pushed right up against that lip. Um, I know Maxi Apes has those for like eight bucks, um, the actual plate with the lip. Um, and you can get them in a lot of different places. I know The Right Way is a great store and they have them. I'm sure Bed Bath & Beyond would have them. Target and Walmart might. I'm, I know Amazon does. There's a lot of places you can find that. So for that, you would just um, scoop the food with your fork right up against the side of the plate and then push, uh, push it onto the fork that way. Um, Another option is, especially for something that's really saucy, using a bowl. So, excuse the kitties. So, so if you have spaghetti or um, you have Alfredo pasta, something that's really loose because it's really saucy, a bowl might be an easier way to do it because you don't have to worry about the sauce going all over the table. Uh, it'll stay in the bowl. That's another option as well. Um, there are also lips that go um, around the edge of the plate and then it kind of, it becomes a lid, a lipped plate, but then you can take that off. And those are often called food dividers. Um, most of those do have divisions for the different types of food, which can be really great for somebody who hates ha having their food touch. Um, but there are also ones that are just big hollow circles if you don't care about that. For cutting, then, um, I will get into that. And for cutting, you want to take your fork and go around the outside of the piece of meat or um, casserole or whatnot and see the, sh the approximate shape of it. So that gives you an idea of where you're, you're gonna be cutting. Then you put your fork into the piece of meat or other food, and you put the flat edge of your knife 
against the tines of the fork so that it's perpendicular to the fork. It's facing, um, so the fork is facing down with the um, front, the top of the fork towards you, then the knife would be pointing to the left or the right. Uh, and then push down and you can rock back and forth or saw back and forth, whichever you prefer. Um, and that, you know, that way you can cut pretty easily. And also after you cut, you can then measure the piece of food with your fork to see if it's the right size for you. Usually if the piece of food is bigger than the tines of your fork, it's too big of a bite. It's going to be, it's not going to fit in your mouth. Um, some people prefer smaller, so you might measure the width of the fork to um, see if it's big enough for you. Um, so just use your fork and determine what size fit works best for you, and then use your fork as a measuring tool, and that way you don't have to worry about touching it or you know, get to your mouth and it's way too big, and that can be kind of embarrassing because now you got this big piece of food hanging on your mouth. Um, So then when you have cut your piece of meat or other food, you would push it to the side and that would, you know, give you a new edge to determine where to cut again. Um, and for that, you can also use the, the fork as a measuring tool to determine how big a piece you are cutting. Um, so you will put the, place the tines against a piece of meat and then um, that'll give you a out the right spot you can put the knife on the other side of the fork and then move the fork and stab the meat um, with the fork to hold it in place <clears throat> excuse me you can also take the fork and run it around the outside of the piece of meat that you have cut to see you know is this the right size um, if you don't want to measure it with your fork So then for soup, because obviously you're not going to be cutting soup and you're not going to be scooping soup with a fork, you would put, you know, dip your spoon into it. When you lift it up, tilt it very slightly to one side and let the excess drain off, then bring it to your mouth so you're not spilling it on the way to your mouth. Um, I found that that works really well um, and I don't get a lot of drippage on my chin or on the table. That works really well for serving liquids as well. So if you're serving a soup, um, tilting that spoon just slightly to one side will get the part that's kind of like arching over the spoon, you know, overfilling it and just sitting there and waiting for you to shake it. You know, then it spills everywhere. For bread, if you are spreading um, butter over a piece of bread or um, over a piece of cornbread, over a piece of regular bread, whatever you're spreading um, butter or another like peanut butter or something over. If you um, take the butter knife in your hand and you get the pat of butter, there are two techniques that I have found both work e equally well and it's personal preference. If you take a large pat of butter and put it in the center of the bread, then you can take the knife and kind of spread it out in all directions from there. Uh, this works especially good for soft butter or like cream cheese, something that's a little softer and easier to spread. For something that's a little harder to spread, I use smaller pats of butter or cream cheese or whatnot. 
and then um, put those pats of butter all over and then spread them out because they don't spread as well. Um, That's really good for cold butter or um, another food item, you know, another spread that's not quite as spreadable um, because it's too thick. So like in my notes here, that's all we have for um, eating techniques. I'm going to open up to raised hands. Um, if you have tips or questions, you're welcome to ask them or tell them now. Travis? All right. Uh, got a couple of hands. So Mary, you have your hand up. You're our first. Go ahead and unmute. Hi, Mary. Okay, Mary, we're not hearing you. Is she still muted? Yes, I just sent her a request to unmute. Ah, thank you. She might have not gotten the got it button. Let's see. I lost my screen. Um, I think. Can you hear me? Okay, there you are. There she yes. is. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Well, the. Well, the, uh, you know, like usually when, when I, when I go out to restaurants or something with friends, I just get, I do, I just to make it a lot simpler with knives and all that, whatever. I don't bother with all that stuff. I just, I, I just bother with maybe getting like a panini and, you know, panini so that, so that the, you know, waiters or waitresses can cut it into like three or four if it's, if it's the panini is really big. Mm-hmm. If, yeah, especially if you're not confident with um, eating, you know, cleanly and, you know, so that you can actually get food in your mouth, um, going with finger food until you do get those techniques down is a great idea. I was, yeah, really yeah. ordered some fish and then realized I couldn't figure out how to eat the fish because it was flaky. It was like, frustrating. Well, yeah, and also the, div- the divider dishes are a lot easier. Instead of like um you know like a a plain plate, um if people put a plain plate you know um of like turkey and this and that whatever on the plate and you're not sure what's on the plate whatever it's just easier for a divider dish or pasta right. for like rolls like you said right and the the um plate divider that I mentioned last week that was on Amazon I think it was called a food food cu- food cubby. It is a divider that you can put over a plate. You can take that with you too at a restaurant if you want and just say, you know, please serve my plate with this on there. And then your food's already divided. They will do that. Um, and, you know, if you want your, all your food items on separate plates, they'll do that too. You know, or say, you know, you have pasta and they usually put it on a plate. You can ask for a bowl. Just put it in a bowl. You know, those restaurants serving you. Yeah. So if you have, special request just when you order your food just may mention oh i want my spaghetti in a bowl please so i usually put it on a plate but i like spaghetti in a bowl so at the restaurant's there to serve you so if you have special requests they will honor them unless they absolutely cannot but everybody has bowls everybody has you know um, if you have a plate divider you know if you don't have a plate divider they can't use one because they don't have one but if you have it right there they're happy to put it on there for you yeah, that's good. Yeah. And the same with the inner lip. If you have a, a portable inner lip, you know, one of those ones that just goes on any plate, bring that with you if you want to use it. 
and they'll stick it on there for you. Well, well, yeah, also, too, if you spread, like, peanut butter or something, they, they have a special knife for that. It's, like, I think it's shaped like a triangle or something. So, mm-hmm. you can, so, you can spread, so you can spread the peanut butter or butter or cheese or what butter or whatever it is um, eat a lot easier. Oh, okay. I've never tried doing it with one of those wedge um, spreaders. It's easier? Yes. Oh, okay. That's good to know. It's yeah, like just let it. Yeah. Okay. Good tips. Do we have any more hands? Yes, we have a couple more. Uh, Melissa, you are next. Hey, Melissa. Hi there, Jewel and Travis. Good morning. Uh, my voice morning. is just waking up, so bear with me. Um, <laughs> So um, this is an excellent topic that I have wanted to listen to for a long time because when I first moved here to the state of Washington back in 2004, I, um, you know, my stepmom and my dad, they did what a lot of people do. They did that clock method that you talked about. And that works okay with me. It's not the best method. But however, when I was at a restaurant with my stepmom and a mobility instructor, um, cause my, the mobility instructor and my stepmom happened to be really good friends and we all went out to eat for, I think it was mother's day. And she said, no, she said, Melissa has to figure out on her own where stuff is on her plate. And I've just always done that ever since. And also when I'm in a restaurant, for example, and cause I, I do not cut my own food and neither does my roommate. Um, and the reason why I and, and the reason that I don't do it is because I'm not good at it. Number one, number two, I had an injury to my hand last year, um, to my wrist, and I don't want to hurt it again, just cutting up my food. But what I do when I go to a restaurant, and I hope this is not embarrassing, is I always ask the server to cut the meat up into bite-sized pieces and cut the entire thing up and not just halfway through. Is that acceptable? I mean, is that okay? You can ask them to cut it however you want it, and they will do it. I mean, that's like I said, they're serving you. As long True. as they're able to do it, they will do it for you because you're you're their customer. Sure. Or if I go to someone else's home and I want them to cut up like the pork chops, I'll just ask the you know somebody that like the person that's hosting. I'll just say you know could somebody please cut this up into bite sized pieces because I'm yeah. I'm not good at cutting up food. Exactly. And, uh, and, I, I just, just be don't want to embarrass about myself. It. I'm sure they'd be happy to help you. Yeah. Especially, you know, you said you have an injury to your hand. So it's kind of like a, you know, this, that's not going to go away. Even if you learn the techniques, you're still going to have a hand injury. Yeah. And, and th- it was, it was a work injury. So I don't want to, you know, do that again. <laughs> um, but, um, but that, those are the things that I do. Um, I don't have like special, I do have steak knives and then I have butter knives here at home that I use for different things. Um, and that's another thing too, is sometimes I'll ask somebody to spread the butter, like on the biscuits, for example, if I'm in a restaurant, because I don't want to embarrass myself. And not only that, but the longer you wait, the cold, the more colder your food is going to get. So it's better to ask rather than just sitting there and just, you know, wondering, okay, is this person going to spread my butter for me? You know? And as far as cutting, if you can learn the techniques, but you have a good reason not to cut your food because 
that injury is not going away, even if you learn. Um, yeah. <clears throat> you know, excuse the cat. Um, but, you know, if you can learn to do it, if you have a stake, as soon as the, the waiter or, you know, the cook cuts it, it's already cooling. So you may want to learn to cut your steak because then you get it nice and hot. Whereas otherwise it's going to come to your table already cooling off. Um, just as soon as you cut into it, it's already going to cool off because you're breaking into it. Um, so I'm just, cur- I'm just curious. What, what, what do you do yourself? I cut my food, person. but for many years, my husband cut my food. Oh, so, um, because I couldn't figure out how to do it without getting meat all over the table. Yeah, that's now I figured it out. I I do the um the technique that I showed does I told y'all is um you know I place the fork and then I put the knife right against the fork and cut you know cut down. I rock back and forth instead of sawing back and forth. Then with sawing, the meat will fly a little easier. Right. So I I rock back and forth. Okay. Yeah, I, I I always am curious to know what other blind people do, just out of curiosity. Yeah, <laughs> that's why we're well, here because we're learning from each other. Well, well, God bless you. Thank you so much for bringing this topic. Um, and I, I try to make these calls as much as I possibly can, uh, or, or at least try to listen to them. So, mm-hmm. um, God bless you. I'm glad to be of help. We have any more hands, Travis? Oh yes, we have five hands right now. Oh wow. Okay. Herbie, you are next. All right. First of all, Joel, great call. Um, if you don't mind, though, a little bit of comedy, ironic humor. Um, you have now given a an excusable out to where rocking in public can be inexcusable, you know, with the rocking the knife. Rocking the knife, not rocking the body. Uh, yeah, exactly. I didn't say what kind of rocking. I just said rocking, but I couldn't use it. Um, if I start rocking, that's my thing. Yeah. Okay. The rocking is fine. It's just what happens like for somebody that's sitting still and I'm kind of guilty of this too. So I'm not knocking on anybody, but I will get seasick if I'm, somebody's talking to me and they're rocking and they're going left and right all the time. Um, that's the, uh, for me, at least the disadvantage with somebody rocking, but, um, (laughs) Um, that being said, I'm not exactly innocent myself, so I just <laughs> want to be clear, I'm not putting anybody down, so I want to I want to make that abundantly clear. Um I wanted to, and I'm gonna try the rocking method though, just to see if it because I do have problems like if with the steak go flying off, and I don't want it to be doing that. I want my steak, I don't want it to elsewhere. Um I would mention I was for to- that um from cutting meat with a rocking technique. You want a sharp, yep. um, straight edge blade rather than a steak yes. knife saw, oh. sawtooth. Yeah. So if oh, you can well, ask them for that. a straight okay. edge blade, they they can give you that. They have them. They just always give people steak knives for steaks. So right. Well, sometimes I have the opposite. Well, depending on where I go to, like yeah, that's true. Because um, when I hop, for instance, if you get their T-bone steak, usually they're not good about giving you a steak knife. So I either have to ask for it oh. or I'll just use yeah. the butter knife. So. Another but then again, I hope it's not a steakhouse. If you get yourself a steak knife that has a sheet, uh, not steak knife, a knife that has a sheet, um, you can bring it with you. And as long yep, as you're not you going go. to a police station or a airport or something where you can't have weapons, that that knife is going to be fine. 
but the police station they have weapons why can't i have weapons no just kidding yeah. um <laughs> um yeah but that would not look good just going in there with a sheep's knife and you know to police station but uh i brought um, chopsticks any- to the chinese restaurants brought my own chopsticks nobody had an issue there you go but actually, I did have something in all seriousness okay. I wanted to mention about spreading. And this is something that you'll encounter at home more than you're going to encounter at a restaurant. But let, like sometimes I am a big fan of the tub spreadable butter. Mm. And so rather than using a knife, it's a whole lot easier just to scoop that out with a regular spoon and use the back of it to spread. And um, so that's another spreading alternative that I thought I'd mention the that you can. The only problem I have with spreadable butter is that it has extra chemicals in it that make it oh, stay soft, yeah, which means that I can't have it because of my fibromyalgia. Chemicals right. make my fiber worse. So that doesn't work for everybody. And some people don't want those extra chemicals. And that's usually also like margarine. Spreadable butter is one thing, but margarine has margarine, yes, plastic. Substance, yeah, so, yeah, it's nasty. Um, no, I'm talking so my, about real spreadable butter, not margarine. Yeah, so. but yeah, so the spreadable butter in a tub has extra chemicals that some people can't have. So just make sure that you know what's in it. Yeah, um, oh. you can have it. Great. So yeah, uh, we were we'll, talking about that on my cooking call this morning with frozen and pre-packaged stuff. You got to look at the ingredients list. Yeah. But I will assure you guys, I'm going to die young between my steak and my spreadable butter. <laughs> so enjoy me while you have me. And on that cheery note, I'll talk to you all later. All right. Um, also, if you are at home, butter can stay in a butter dish for multiple days before, you know, it doesn't go bad very quickly. If it's covered so that no dirt or dust gets on it in a, you know, butter dish, then it cannot stay on the table for long periods of time and it'll be soft and easy to spread. That's what we do. And our Butter can stay on the table for about a week. Um, it's usually gone by the end of the week, but you know, before it goes bad. All right. So next hand, Travis. Next we have Jane. Go ahead. Hi, right, Jane. Hi. Hi. Uh, so there are um, specialized tools out there for like chopping and stuff like that like a rocking knife those are pretty cool um i think they sell them at i don't know maxi age if, if you look around mm-hmm. on um is it a slightly curved knife yeah oh cool makes it a whole lot probably easier would, to... yeah probably would work the same as an ulu which is a knife i'll talk about in the kitchen uh week um that is curved and so it rocks and that's used for like dicing and um yeah i'll talk about that when we get to the kitchen and yeah i i also cut up my my food i have no problems with that but it's okay the restaurants can cut up your food for mm-hmm. you I, I prefer that than me <laughs> doing it sometimes. sometimes that's just easier right depending on the food and stuff right. on it so uh yeah definitely thank you oh i didn't know there were rocky knives out there it's a good point all right all right chris so, you are next you. okay 
when you have something like tartar sauce, you know, to put on fish mm -hmm. or whatever, um, do people do that? Scoop it out with a spoon? I mean, it's usually in a pretty small cup. It's a small portion, or do you just kind of dump it out and then with your knife kind of make sure that it comes out or? I'm not sure what others do, but small things like that, like those little packets of butter and jelly and the little things of tartar sauce, those things, I always use a spoon to get out because I don't always want the full thing. Um, okay. And with, the, you know, so I, I stick a teaspoon down in there and get just the amount that I want. And if I want more, I can go back for more. Okay. Um, that's what I suggest. I'm not sure what other people do. That's just what I do. Um, now, a couple of things that I have issues with a lot is like portions of thing, you know, are large, mm -hmm. like salads on a flat plate mm -hmm. with big chunks of lettuce that you're trying to cut and make smaller. And you don't have a lot of room to kind of slide it away. You know, like you say, the cut pieces yeah. from the, where, where you're cutting from. Right. And that, and I have never really thought about saying at a restaurant, can you put this in a bowl or whatever? And um, an another thing for salad, especially, is can I have an extra plate? And then you portion out the amount that you think you'll eat, and then you cut that up, and the rest goes in a box to take home. Yeah, okay. So, so and my, other, my other nemesis is when you go to parties. Plastic silverware. Mm, plastic silverware is annoying. Yes. And, and, and sometimes, I know I had one rehab teacher friend of mine say, take your own silverware. Put your silverware, put silverware in your purse, get a baggie, you know, to put it in when you're done using it. Because that was her big thing too. Mm -hmm. Very hard to manipulate sometimes, with, especially that real thin, flimsy plastic silverware. Yeah. My favorite thing to do with that is my husband and I would go camping all the time. So we had one of those spoon on one side, fork on the other. Um, oh, yeah. Camping. And it comes with its own little cakes. I just stick that in my purse. Well, and that goes with me. Or there's some that are um, one handle and you interchange the spoon for a night. That's another way to do it. Those are camping equipment. Those are easy to get. They're inexpensive and, you know, you can just take it with you. Okay. Very mm -hmm. good. Thank cool. you so much. Good point. Yeah. Plastic silver sucks when you're trying to cut something and snap. There goes the knife. All right. You still have four hands. Okay. Let's keep on. going. All right. Yep. Carrie, you are next. Hello, Jewel. This is a great topic. I have. Um, a question. Mm -hmm. So I do a lot of uh, customer and vendor entertainment where I have to take um, clients out for dinner. And they usually choose some very nice restaurants, which is fabulous for me because I love them. But right. the problem I, I struggle with is a lot of times the food comes out in a presentation, such mm. as like mashed potatoes in the center with the chicken on top of it with the asparagus crisscrossed with a cream sauce poured over everything. Okay. And so, you know, sometimes if I know the restaurant, I know ask, I, I know to ask them not to stack. Mm -hmm. But in the other breath, sometimes you don't know how restaurants do that. So what is the 
leaner way of being able to disassemble that stacking. Ask the server to do it. Ask them to get extra, um, an extra plate and disassemble it for you. They will okay. do it. I've had, I've had them do that for me. It, you know, something's on a bed of rice and vegetables, meats all stacked together. And it's like, let's disassemble that. Could you get an extra plate and disassemble this and put then like, you know, you can even tell them exactly where you want the different items. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they'll do, if they can do it, they will. Um, and that's something that's very easy to just, you know, pick things up with a um, utensil and stick it on there for you. Right. And, and a lot of the times, unfortunately, you know, they don't tell you like there's other things on there. And so that's why I was just kind of like, oh, I struggle with this so much. Right. Yeah. And that way, you know, with if you ask the server to do it rather than the cook, then they can tell you what's on it as they're disassembling it. Um, whereas with the cook, it's being a dis- disassembled in the kitchen and, you know, you get what you get. Right. And, you know, you can even tell the server, you know, can you put your my meat at six o'clock? Can you put my mashed potatoes at three o'clock? You know, and if they don't understand that, you know, bottom, left, right, top, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. I think. All right, Nora, you are next. Yeah. Hi, Nora. And my difficulty is I have only three fingers on my right hand, but of course, of course, I have five on my left hand, and I'm left-handed too. What I normally do is use a knife and. With my left hand and try to hold my fork a certain way with my three fingers with my right hand and mm-hmm. try to hold the meat and then and then go back and forth with your knife. I mean, side to side with my left, from left to right with a fork to cut it. Mm-hmm. But then other people, other times, I have people help me cut it because I'm not quite strong enough. <laughs> it sounds weird, but it's a because I. Three gig, only three gigas to my left right hand. <laughs> so, so have you ever tried using? Um, have you ever tried using a fork with a larger handle? That's easier to grip. Um, there are forks that have like a fat I handle. I don't think so. I would... That might be something to try. It might be no. a little easier to grip with your hand and hold that fork in place. Yeah. That'd be great. And also, sometimes yeah. I need a grip. It'd be nice, nice to have a grip for a knife, too. I can just push it on better. Yeah. And <laughs> I think the important, thing to, yeah, the important thing for that would be make sure your knife is really sharp, too, because that'll make it easier to cut. Um, it'll cut through the meat or right. you know, whatever you're cutting a lot easier if it's really sharp. Um, so, right. you know... Steak knives will be a lot harder for you, the sawtooth knives. Um, so, you, you know, again, you'd want a straight edge knife. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. And I, I, I use a knife. I like to use a sharp knife because it cuts better. Yeah. Do you have a whetstone? Thank you. You no. have somebody that sharpens your knife for you at home? Oh, um, no. No, but myself, I don't have anybody. Oh, you do? Okay, yeah. No. If you have a whetstone, just sharpen your knives um, every couple of weeks. Um, I have one that like rolls over the knife back and forth. It's a little easier than the than the um, block because then you don't have to worry about missing. 
um you it has a groove and nice. you roll the, roll the whetstone back and forth on the knife and it stays right on the knife um i find that's a lot easier mm-hmm. as a blind person because with a whetstone you miss you're chopping off a finger yeah um, oh gosh yeah. I, I, would, I would not use that because I'm yeah <laughs> yeah, look for the rolling whetstone. It's a lot easier. It has a groove and the the knife goes into the groove and the whetstone just rolls back and forth on the knife to sharpen it without coming off the knife. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot easier for someone to blind. Okay. Um, and that way you can keep your knife super sharp. Right. Um, that'll make it easier to cut. Right. And also I have a knife. Right. That's great. I have another chopper thing so I can chop up soft. Very soft to me. I can just go ahead and chop them small pieces. Like a little uh, chopper type thing. So, anyway, oh, that's awesome. yeah. thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, Jill, you are next. Hey. Hi. Um, I just wanted to um share a tip that I I think I learned from this show or another ACB show. And it was for pouring liquids. It was using a funnel, which I thought was a really good idea. Um, like if you pour soup out of a can to, to put it, like if it's a, like liquidy um, mm-hmm. to help, you know, kind of have control over the liquid. And then um, another tool I like for cutting our kitchen or the, the scissors and they're, um, I think the ones I have are like KitchenAid or Cuisinart, and I use them just for food, and then you have to wash it between each time. But yeah. like if I make, um, what made me think of this is um, when the lady was sharing about salads. If I buy mm-hmm. a salad kit or cutting my lettuce, when before I, when I have just the lettuce, I'll go through it with the kitchen um scissors and mm-hmm. I like do a chop and it chops it up very fine and then yeah. um I find that much like you actually get a forceful instead of being yeah. a huge I, the lettuce I actually only yeah. do my greens with scissors these days because it's just so much easier than with a knife um we mm-hmm. also have kitchen scissors and the we have two pairs we have actually three pairs but one's meant for like cutting the uh, packaging open but we have one pair that is right, right. Um, specifically for greens and vegetables and then we have one pair that's specifically for meat um and mm-hmm. we try not we we don't mix those the meat one is a, a sturdier one um so it, it can right. even cut through um small bones uh, so, i have to look into getting that because i have yeah, just the one that i use for vegetables but that's a good mm-hmm. idea the meat for, scissors uh, are much um much heavier scissors much thicker so if you find ones that are um big handles and um mm-hmm. b- much thicker blades those are probably meat scissors and they'll cut through they won't cut through the main bones on like a, a chicken neck or something they'll cut through mm-hmm. like um you, know, you got a, a chicken wing and it's got those small bones. It'll cut through those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if you have boneless chicken breast, will it cut mm-hmm. through that? To make, yeah, it'll like, cut through cheese? that. I, I've taken those to like a boneless, skinless chicken breast to, just to get very even strips. Yep. Mm-hmm. Great way to get very oh. even strips that'll look nice. Yeah. 
Yep. Oh, thanks. I'll check into mm-hmm. getting one for me. Yeah, and that and if you do that, um, just make sure your green scissors are for your greens and your meat scissors for your si- meat, because even mm-hmm. when you wash them, there's always a chance that the meat juice like seeps into the meat a little bit. I mean, into the metal right. a little bit, or it gets onto yeah. the handle. Um, and the, the the plastic handles are porous, so then you have meat juice mm-hmm. that doesn't go away. So you don't want to get that on your greens. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Thank, you. Thank you. All right. We still have four hands. Oh. <laughs> and Jeannie, you are next. Okay. Um, I've really enjoyed listening. My question, yeah, no, uh, my uh, suggestion, I hate going out in public and getting toothpicks in a sandwich. Mm. They're my biggest nightmare because you always like on burgers or something like that or BLTs they love to stick the toothpick the little toothpicks in the sandwiches and then you don't know till you got them in the mouth. Yeah. Well if you if it's a place like um Panera or um I know I think Applebee's does it. Um a lot of those restaurants that have burgers and sandwiches do it. You know that they're going to do it. When the server brings it, just say, oh, can you remove the toothpick? You know, or yeah. is there a toothpick? Right. Um, and then yeah. also the, the parsley or the, the garnish on a, on a plate. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I've just eaten it because I didn't know what it yeah. was. Well, it is edible. Yeah. They wouldn't put it on the plate if it wasn't edible. If it wasn't edible, like a decorative um, piece of plastic or something, they usually tell you, oh, watch out. Mm-hmm. There's a, you know, there's a little figurine or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, make use of your server. If you want something custom, if you want something removed, make use of it. You know, even if it's just, oh, I love broccoli, but I don't want cheese on it. Could you, you know, could you make sure they don't put cheese on my broccoli? See, I didn't, I do really didn't think I could, you know, suggest yeah, you so much stuff. So that's just yep. a good idea. So say, Thank yeah, you. If we had a burger and it, it, you know, you know, burgers and sandwiches almost, you know, in restaurants, a lot of them have toothpicks. Just say, hey, and I want this burger, but if there's right. a toothpick, please remove it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Before my mouth does. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hate that, too. So, thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Irene, you go ahead. It is your turn. Hello, everyone. I have a question. Hey. I didn't catch the name of the uh, food divider plate. Did you say... Food Cuddy Divider? Cubby, C-U-B-B-Y. That's the one on Amazon. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll find them other places, but that's the one that I saw on Amazon. C-U-B-B-Y. Um, yeah, like it, like it little much. cubbies for your food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next, we have a phone number with a 516 area code. If you could let us know who you are. You may mm-hmm. unmute. You're unmuted. We do not hear you speaking. Hmm. So, thought I heard something. I thought I did too. So, while you're figuring that out, we will move on to Marsha. Hi, Marsha. Hi, Jewel. I just wanted, I bridged the the, uh, subject last week that Mm -hmm. when you're in a restaurant, you know, I people can. You know, I ask people 
to read the menu to me, but sometimes mm -hmm. it's way too long. And like at Panera's, they might say they you have a turkey sandwich or da 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 da, and I'm listening okay. to them, and then I want to go back to one of them. So I I have an awful time um, trying to order food, and how can yeah. I be considered of them, but still find something that I like? I mean, when I could right. see. I could look the whole menu over and say, oh, I want that. But now this is kind of limiting. Actually, Marcia, I have that on the list as a third topic. Um, we will do drinking real quick, and that'll be very brief. And then we'll do menus because that was specifically requested. Um, and I do have notes on that. Good. Is it okay if we wait? Fine. All right, cool. Let's take the next hand. And, yeah, we do need to move on to drinking and then to menus real quick for restaurant eating. Okay, you still have two hands, and it is already quarter till the hour. So, how do you want yes, to do this? Thank you. Um, let's go ahead and take those two hands. If you can be brief, we'll do it real quick, and then we'll do the last two topics real quick. All right, at five one six area code, can you unmute and let us know who you are? Star six. Let's go ahead and take the other hand. Yep, and we're, we're doing Herbie. Go ahead. Um, I didn't realize you were going to talk about, can I make a brief comment on menus or would you rather I would? Um, let me get to the menu topic and then we will talk about that. Is that okay? All right. Cool. Yeah, that's Thank fine. You. That's yeah. Yep. Let's try one more time with the last raised hand and then yep. we'll move on. All right. Five, five, one, six. You're still muted. Star six. Okay, you're, you are now unmuted. If you, Go ahead and talk. Oh, you're gone. Go ahead, Jewel. You're clear. Okay. I'll, I guess they couldn't figure it out or they lost their connection. Um, okay, so drinking techniques. This is a little simpler um, because the main thing to remember is low and slow. So you want to keep your hand low to the table and do it nice and slow. If you're unsure where the glass is, um, you know, if you know exactly where the glass is, you don't have to be quite as slow. But if, if you don't know, take your hand close to the table and just go very slow around the edge of your plate until you find your glass. Low and slow is the way to remember it. Um, this is especially important for wine glasses because it's a lot harder to find the stem than the base. So if you go nice and low to the table, you'll find the base before you find the stem. And then you can move your hand up to touch the stem. If you are in a restaurant especially, you may want to bring your hand to the top of the glass once you find it and see if it has a straw or a lid um, or even a lemon wedge. I don't know how many times I've almost put a straw up my nose. <laughs> or a lemon wedge is the first thing I taste. Um, so, or like trying to drink out of something with a lid, like it doesn't have a lid. It's, it can be annoying. So bring your hand to the top of the glass and just see what's around the edge. You know, is it open glass? Does it have a straw? Does it have a lemon wedge? And then go from there. Um, for identification, if you're at a party, there's a couple of different things. Um, if it is not a cold drink, you can use Dymo tape. Just bring, you know, bring, bring some Dymo tape, especially if you're 
hosting the party, you can have Daniel tape on all the cups if you know who's coming. If it is at somebody else's house or um, it, like a restaurant and you're going to be moving around, um, if it's like a lunch meeting or something, you can have a tag that is used for um, cans that has the rubber band and stick that on your glass and just keep your name on that tag and just use that one tag for every glass. Um, it'll put most glasses. With wine glasses, especially at a party where you're going to be moving around, people place their glasses down, pick them back up. The best thing I've found, especially if you're hosting, is to have a ring for each glass and then have a charm that you would put like on a charm bracelet. And people really seem to like it when those charms match the theme of the party. So if you have a Christmas party, your charms could be Christmas trees, presents, uh, Santa Claus uh reindeer you know things like that if it's a spring party you could have flowers and bees and birds and uh suns and such like that um and then those are easy to identify um the difference between by the shape because you just need to know the outline and they look pretty because if you have a ring that's open and closed you can just stick whatever charms appropriate for your theme and you could even say um, you know, your um, glass identifier is yours to keep as a souvenir because those are not expensive. You can get packs of like 20 of those for pretty cheap. Um, so that's what I suggest if you're hosting a party and you want um, you want your wine glasses marked is get a variety pack of charms and put just put a different charm on everybody's glass and then they can keep it or you can keep it for the next time. Um, You can also, if you are not at a formal restaurant or a formal party, you might consider using a lidded gl glass with a straw. Or I like to use, if it's just, you know, if it's just breakfast, sitting at the breakfast table with my housemate, I might use my metal thermos, um, which has a, you know, has a uh, flip down top that hides the straw because I'm going to use that the rest of the day as well anyway. So. Um, that's an option as well. Um, there are lids that you can get out there for mugs and glasses that are easy to find. Um, they're usually silicone and they stretch over the edge of the cup or mug. Um, and that's great for coffee. If you're going to set your coffee down and you're not sure if you're going to spill it or not, stick the lid on it real quick. It takes, you know, less than a second. Um, not so great for formal meals because, you know, it's not going to look so nice. But for, you know, casual meals with your friends, it's a great way to keep, you know, keep spills off the table. Um, so that's all I have for drinks. It's pretty easy once you, you know, watch out for spillage by doing low and slow. And if you want to use some kind of cover, there's lots of options. And just look at the top of the lid or the top of the glass to see what what it looks like before drinking so you don't get a straw up your nose or something. Do we have any questions on that? The only hand so far is our area code 516 is back. Okay. Did you have a question? Are they muted? 
Yeah, they're still muted. Okay. So I'd go ahead. There's no other hands. Okay. There's no other hands with that. Okay. So we'll go on to the last topic, which is the one that was specifically requested about menus. There's a couple of different ways I do this. Um, there is an app out there called All Access, A-L-L, -L, and then a new word, A-C-C-E-S-S. -S. Um, that I don't, I haven't checked for it recently, but it was a menu app. So you could go in there and pick a category of menu um, restaurant. So you might have Chinese or American, and then you can find the restaurant that you are going to ahead of time or at the restaurant if you have the, the signal for it. And you can read their menu on the app. You can also do a Google search. Many restaurants have their menus online. So then you can do a Google search for the restaurant or whatever search engine. <laughs> and then um, you can go to their website and there's usually a thing on the side that says menu. And you click on that and it'll give you a menu. Most of the time those are accessible. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they'll be just images. Most of the time they're just text. And then they'll have images interspersed in there. They'll have the whatever's on the menu, the descriptions of the items, whatever's on the menu is going to be on there as well and prices as well. Um, and that's especially useful um, if you know which restaurant you're going to ahead of time. You can look at the menu ahead of time and go, oh, I really want either this burger or this salad and I'll decide when I get there. Um, the other thing you can do is you can ask for a Braille menu especially if it's a chain restaurant like Applebee's or Chili's or Shoney's, they're going to most likely going to have Braille menus. Um, Cracker Barrel is another example. They have Braille menus if you ask for them. Um, sometimes those are really bulky though. So those are great. If you have an idea what kind of food you want, you can look at the contents and say, okay, I want burger, but I don't know which burger. And then you can just go to the burger page. Uh, most, men most Braille menus will have a table of contents for that reason. Um, another option is to ask the server, I really want a burger. What do you suggest, you know, what kind of burger do you suggest I get if I really like cheese or I really like um, roasted onions and bell peppers or I want something spicy, I want a spicy burger, you know, or I want a salad and I'm not sure what kind of salad I want, but this is kind of, kind of the thing I'm looking for. And they can give you suggestions based on that. Um, so the point there is make use of your server. They love that because it gives them a chance to show off that they've memorized the menu. They've spent hours upon hours of memorizing the menu and then they don't get utilized as much as they, you know, but they memorized it so that if somebody asks, they can answer. My sister worked at Chili's for many years and she's Every night she'd come home and spend an hour memorizing the menu. And she complained that, why am I memorizing the menu? Nobody asked me about it. So use the server for that purpose. They will love it because it gives them a chance to show off their skills. Um, and you'll get the answer you need. And you can always ask them lots of questions. Does that have onions on it? Does that have carrots on it? Does it, you know? What kind of meat is that? And then you can figure out exactly what you like from that. Um, another option is to have somebody at the table read it, which isn't always a good option, if it's, especially if it's a noisy place. 
or if it's such a low light that they're having trouble reading it as well. Um, so those are some good options. Um, checking in advance on the website or the all access. Um, it may have changed to all menus now. I think the new name is all menus. So if you look for that one as well, um, I did not check for the app in advance, um, but the, I'm pretty sure it's still out there. Um, but most re most restaurants these days also have their menu on their website, and that's intended for people who are ordering over the phone or through a um, delivery service. But there's nothing saying you can't look at it before going to the restaurant yourself. Okay. Marsha, does that answer your question? Now I'll open it to other questions. Yes, you got about three minutes left and two hands. Yes, that, right. that did answer my question. My question, and um, and I guess too, I could say what I'm in the mood for chicken. What kind of dishes do you have with chicken? So that exactly, exactly, whatever you want to ask about, they can recommend, and they can even mention like specials and such. Yeah, I always ask for the specials if I yeah. can that. And I yeah. think I was out for breakfast. I went to a place in North Carolina. So I got um, fish and I put it on my fingers, but the, the restaurant was so dark, I couldn't see. But I also yeah. ordered um, shrimp and grits because it would come in a bowl. Mm -hmm. and, then I, and then I ordered fried okra because I could find the little pieces and I just happened mm -hmm. to love fried okra. So I love fried okra. So I just I yeah. ordered where it was almost like finger food. Yeah, and if you if they don't have something that you want, but they have something similar to what you want, and another dish has the the food item that you want in that, uh -huh. you can say, "I want the Monterey Jack burger, but can you put buffalo meat instead of beef on it?" Yeah, or you know, you know, can you make that a chicken sandwich with the same toppings as that beef burger? You right. can do that. Right. If they don't have the ingredient, they don't have the ingredient. But if they have it anyway, they're happy to customize it for you. Again, can I, I jump in real quick because we're short on time? I just want to thank you for the low and slow. I, I Yeah. Need. Okay. We got one minute. Uh, yeah. Let's go ahead and take the last two hands real quick. All right, Pam, go ahead. Yes. One thing I have discovered when using Braille menus, if a place has it, uh, it is not always current. So if you see an item on a Braille menu, you better ask your server if, you know, do you, is this still on the menu? Because that can get very embarrassing at times when, if that menu is three years old, we'll say. Right. So you could ask, um, yes. could I have this item? And then they could say, oh, we don't have that anymore. Gotcha. Um, and and it's the same and it's the same with all access. Not those menus are not always current. So, um, right. If you it can get it on the website, those made. Yeah, if you can get it on the website, it's usually more current. Yes, that's Thanks. correct. The website is kept up to date. Last Thanks. hand, is it Herbie or? Yes, it's Herbie. Okay, let's hear Herbie. So, real quick, I don't think all access are, and I cannot find it anymore. Same with all menus. I think that app was kind of already antiquated, mm -hmm. but I will mention that 
Another great way to get your menu in advance is Uber Eats or DoorDash or some of the other delivery mm-hmm. accessible. Yeah, so if it's a restaurant that's available through Uber Eats or DoorDash, that's a great tip. Because you can see the, all the items there. Um, I will mention those menus won't always have every item that's on the menu. There's no, some items that they have idea. that may not be on those because they're only available in the restaurant if you walk in. So, but then you can just ask them, you know, special, you know, your special dishes. And, uh, you know, if you're interested in something specific, you might ask them, you know, what fish dishes do you have or what beef dishes? That's a great tip, Herbie. Thank you. So next week we will head into the kitchen and we'll start working on that. That will also be a two part because we're going to mention um, prep work and then cooking itself. Um, so that is what we will do next week is the prep work. And then the week after will be the actual cooking. Um, that's a little more time intensive to do all of that at once. So I hope that that was a lot of good information for everybody and I will definitely see you all next week.